Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is August 29th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Stand in Your Love by Josh Baldwin. Today's scripture, we are continuing in the Psalms and we are on Psalm 41. I do want to incorporate into today's message the following scripture, which are found in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3, Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 33 and 34, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 and we will end at 1st Peter chapter 3 verses 13 through 16. The psalm found in, in that we're going to read Psalm 41 talks about a physical healing and a spiritual healing and we receive God's grace, it's a good reminder for me because grace is what we don't deserve. And I always think back to the Apostle Paul and the thorn in his side and how he had asked God three times to remove it. He was suffering. And so whenever I have any pain or suffering or any other ailment, I always remember that God's grace was sufficient for the Apostle Paul and it is sufficient for me and, and it just it makes me feel so happy that I have God's grace because it is a gift from God he has forgiven me for for anything I ever did currently do or will do in the future he has forgiven me he has given me grace. He has justified me and pronounced me not guilty because I believe in him and I love him and I follow him. His grace is sufficient. I hope it is sufficient for you. I know there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff. And today's Psalm also talks about slander and people that say awful things about you. Lots of evil people that come after good people and try to ruin their name. So let's get started in scripture. Turn your Bibles to Psalm 41. We'll see what David has to say in this psalm and then we'll move over to the other scripture afterwards. For the choir director is Psalm of David. How blessed is he who considers the helpless. The Lord will deliver him in a day of trouble. The Lord will protect him and keep him alive, and he shall be called blessed upon the earth. And do not give him over to the desire of his enemies. The Lord will sustain him upon his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to health. As for me, I said, O Lord, 
be gracious to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My enemies speak evil against me. When will he die and his name perish? And when he comes to see me, he speaks falsehood. His heart gathers wickedness to itself. When he goes outside, he tells it. All who hate me whisper together against me. Against me they devise my hurt, saying, A wicked thing is poured out upon him, and when he lies down, he will not rise up again. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up, that I may repay them. By this I know that you are pleased with me, because my enemy does not shout in triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity, and you set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Pause. What a beautiful psalm. I mean, David lays out his heart here, does he, does he not? He's got people that are against him, slandering him, saying evil things about him, saying that he must be punished to not ever, not, not ever get up out of bed. But David knows that the Lord sustains him upon his sickbed, and he knows that he will, he will be restored. He says, you restore him to health. And then he says, oh Lord, be gracious to me. Heal my soul because I have sinned against you. This is where his grace comes in. Nobody has ever not sinned against God because we, no, one, no one born in the flesh except Jesus Christ has never sinned. So David says, Be gracious to me, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. And this is why Jesus came down from the cross to oh, remove our sin, to wash us clean, to sanctify us and set us apart to be holy as he is holy and to pronounce us not guilty and if he leaves us in our troubles with our thorns his grace is sufficient but i love how david says be gracious to me heal my soul for i have sinned against you and then he goes on to talk about his enemies who speak evil against him and david wants to know when will that person die? When will his name perish? He's had it, I suppose. He had a lot of people after him. One in particular he talks about here that uh, even uh, 
raises up his who ate with him and raised his heel up against him and up verse um nine even my close friend in whom i trusted who ate my bread has lifted up his heel against me I believe that verse is prophetic because of what what judas did when jesus had the last supper and he knew one of his friends was going to betray him and he lifts his heel up against Jesus. I believe that's a prophetic verse in 9, but also something David was going through. He had one in particular person that, that uh, was close to him because he says, even one of my closest friends did this. And when he comes to see me, he speaks falsehood. His heart gathers wickedness to itself. When, when he goes outside, he tells it. This is, you know, slander, slander, slander. People just can't wait to get out there and slander somebody's good name, good character, somebody's integrity. But David knows that God will be gracious. He will rise up. And he also says, by this I know that you are pleased with me, because my enemy does not shout in triumph. My, my enemy does not triumph over me, because God is with me. God is with me, and he never leaves me, nor forsakes me, and the enemy cannot triumph. I personally have experience where somebody has tried to come and, come and attack me, either when I'm present or not present, but the Lord did not let her get away with it. Nothing she did ever worked. And I just love that, that David recognizes it. And if we stay in Scripture and read Scripture and read all of His promises, something happens in our life, we can remember, oh, I read that Scripture and I can relate to that scripture. And that those promises help us help us to overcome, to persevere. He also says, For you uphold me in my integrity, and you set me in your presence forever. Listen, if somebody's trying to destroy your good name, God is watching. God is watching. And if you're standing upright and you are living your life righteous before the Lord, these people can't touch you. They're not going to get away with it. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. I'm going to go ahead and move move to proverbs chapter 13 verse 3 so i don't run out of time this this is what it says the one who guards his mouth preserves his life the one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin this is so true we have to guard our mouths and say things don't we, we shouldn't say things we shouldn't shouldn't say and we're probably all guilty of this. And we've really got to watch what we say. I know I am guilty of this. 
The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. I don't want to come to ruin. <laughs> the, the, the scripture brings people back to right thinking. They might have had a lapse of thinking incorrectly or saying something wrong or against someone, but then scripture gets us right back on point and corrects our wrong behavior. And this is living righteously before the Lord when we repent of what we've done, what we've said, and, and try to not do that again. Because how blessed is he who considers the helpless. The Lord will deliver him in a day of trouble. I would like that promise granted to me. I don't want, oh, and it says the Lord will protect him and keep him alive. And he shall be called blessed upon the earth. That's what I want for me, for my name. Because the one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. But the one who guards his mouth preserves life. We have to pray for that on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Because it's, it's real easy to go there. Let's go to Romans chapter 5 verses 3, to, three through 5 says this and not only this but we will also exult in our tribulations knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance proven character and proven character hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us I might, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stop there. That is through uh, verse 5. Not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations. All of the slander even, there's tribulation, tribulation comes in many forms, in many forms. And, but nobody's going to be able to shake our good character and our integrity. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 33 and 34 says this. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Become sober-minded as you ought and stop sinning. For some have no knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. It's so important who we hang around with. If we're hanging around with people that are corrupt and not of good character, it can rub off on us. The spirit of slander can come upon us. Spirit, the wrong spirit can... can if somebody doesn't know God, they do come with evil spirits. And those can just influence us so we've got to be careful who we hang around with we've got to uh, find like-minded godly people to be around and also never lose your place in the good commission we have to preach and proclaim Jesus Christ the Messiah to those that don't know him a good comeback would be 
Say whatever you want about me. God knows my character. I stand, I stand upright in front of my God. He knows me. He knows my character. He knows my good integrity. And let those people be ashamed of what they're saying. So let's go to, let's see, we are on... Let's see. <laughs> I might have lost my place. It's rather early here for me. Um, I do believe I read. Not sure if I read Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Let me just double check here. Oh, I did not. Okay, so now we are in Galatians. Chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Pause. The fruit of the Spirit is only good things. If we remain in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against these things there is no law. This is how we handle all the bad stuff in the good fruits of the Spirit. Let's move over to Philippians 4.8. I'm currently in the book of Philippians, such a good book. 4.8 says this, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Pause. Let's dwell on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely. Let's dwell on those things. God teaches us to have, well, he gives us the sword of the Spirit so we can speak directly from the Bible when we're attacked. If, uh, thank God I'm not being attacked but I know that there are a lot of people that are being attacked that's why we need scripture on our lips so we can speak scripture and shut people down that's how I see it we shut them down with the word of the sword of the spirit so the next scripture is found in Hebrews 11 Hebrews 11 6 says this and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he, that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Pause. Isn't that beautiful? But we have to have faith. 
If we don't have faith, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible for him to defend us while on while physically on a sick bed or if somebody comes against us with slander and evil intentions. We have to have the faith in him. We have to have it's impossible to please God if we don't have faith in him. It's impossible just as the verse says, and without faith faith it is impossible to please him, for he comes for he who comes to God must believe. We have to have faith and we have to believe. Otherwise, it is impossible to please God. And no matter how many times you come to him and, and ask him for things, if you don't have true faith and true belief in God, it is impossible to, to be rewarded. So stay in the Word of God. Know these scriptures so you can... Faith is also a gift from God. If you're not seeking Him, you're not going to get gifted the gift of faith. He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. The last scripture is found in 1 Peter chapter 3. Verses 13 through 16 says this, Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation, and do not be troubled. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. And keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. That is all of the scripture that I have to read for today. But yes, go back and read Psalm 30, 41. It's such a powerful psalm. So powerful because David speaks about his life and a lot of us can relate to his, some of his troubles. So if anybody out there has a close friend in whom you've trusted, who you've ate a meal with, and he's, this person has come against you. Rejoice in knowing that God blesses those who have faith in him and believe in him and seek him. We receive his blessings. I was talking to somebody the other day about how before I came into close relationship with the Lord, before I had faith in him and believed in him when i became born again i became a new creation in christ i didn't have blessings i mean i could see that i had blessings you know he blessed me with two daughters back then and he gave me i had a lot to be thankful for but i did not know my lord and savior and i used to have things happen 
little car wrecks, things like that. I'd be saying to myself, oh gosh, here we go again, you know. But now, since I've known the Lord, He has shown me His blessings in a different way where I can see that He is with me. He is hovering over me. He rides in my car with me. He is with me. He's never gone. He's always with me. And I have been in close where I've almost gotten into an accident. But then as I watch, God says, no, not today. <laughs> and I'll be, wow, I didn't get into an accident. God, you, you prevented that. I give him all the glory because I can see that he is with me and he is protecting me. And I can see the difference. I can see that I'm under his blessing now. I can I can feel it. I, I know it. And it's it makes all the difference. But of course I was seeking him when the he who seeks finds finds him, God. It's it's a beautiful thing. Scripture, a lot of scripture promises. Again, you can think of a situation and then recall having read that in scripture. And then recalling the promise of what he's promised us. This is how I get through life. I do want to come on and give a message about I've been reading this a lot in, in the, you know, how God opens your, he opens my eyes to something new because his word is, is alive and breathing. And when we continue to read, he'll open us, her, he will open our eyes to, to hear something new. And he's been opening my eyes to people that are water baptized without having the faith or believing while they're they're baptized i'll have to just come on and read the, read these scriptures uh, there are scriptures where some people are baptized in water and come up and they're and they believe but they there's scripture that says they did not receive the spirit the holy spirit I believe that we have to ask Jesus, because there's scripture that supports this, and I just need to do a message on it, but we have to ask Jesus for his Holy Spirit to baptize us with his Spirit. That is when we become believers, once we ask Jesus for this baptism. And then later on, when we know the significance of what water baptism is, and we, we literally then come up out of the water in new creation, nailing our old self to the cross. And we know what that means, and we don't want to be that person. God then, we've already asked Jesus for his Holy Spirit, because Jesus is the Holy Spirit. We've asked him. He, he, he's living in us. And we know what, that, what water baptism means. 
nailing our old self to the cross. And, and this is a new life when we come up out of the water, a new beginning. And we cannot come up believing that we can stay in our old self. That old self has to die and the new self has to come up and be born again as a child of God. I don't know when I'll be delivering that message, but it's one that's been on my heart. Before I sign off today, I do want to promote an online business, Howard's Handmade.com. Howard's Handmade.com. Great products there. I do have quite a bit of her product on hand, and I, I just love it. I hope that you go on her website and support her small business. She's a strong Christian woman, and we really need to support our our brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, so I hope that I made sense on the bapt water baptism. I've come on before saying that there are two baptism, water baptism and the baptism received by Jesus, where he gives us his Holy Spirit if we ask him for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to circumcise the heart. And again, I do want to come on and give a message in regards to this so I could have scripture to support what I'm trying to say here and probably make more sense when I'm a little more refreshed. So here I'll, I will go ahead and sign off. I do hope to come on later on today to, to read, apologize for any noise, <laughs> to read the uh, Genesis chapter 14 where we will continue reading one chapter at a time. So, and I will, I will probably do that message outside in the space that I have outside so I can, um, this is just the place that I, another place that I can come on and give messages without any interruptions, but there is outside noise, birds chirping, um, there's the outside noise, so hopefully it'll be of good quality. And when I do come on and read Genesis chapter 14, there are a lot of uh, names of cities and names of people and uh, um, I, I've been kind of putting this off because of all of the probably won't be pronouncing cities and names correct but I'm going to do my best but anyway look for that coming up today I give all the glory to God I thank you so much for listening I apologize for any fumbling of my words uh, I think I, be, I believe I said um, when Jesus comes down from the when Jesus came down from the cross, I, I I meant when Jesus came down from heaven, of course. So there was that fumble, and then also I said God opens up my my eyes to hear the message. <laughs> he opens up my eyes to see something new, and my ears to hear some something new. So you know, fumbling in my words, I thought I'd correct those two fumbles. Because, well, that's how, that's who I am. I 
I don't like to make mistakes, but I'm only human and, and, and I do. I make, I make mistakes and fumbles on this podcast. So, anyway, again, oh gosh, I give all the glory to God, all of it. Without him, I am nothing. He is, he is everything. He is who makes me who I am. And I hope that this message has helped somebody out there. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.